time for Baseball with the Bard. Good morning, Baseball with the Bard fans. Your host, Noah Cross, joined by his best friend, Mr. Tyler Bard. Tyler, how you doing? I'm good, Noah. How are we doing today? We are doing fan-freaking-tastic. We are streaming on a Saturday, right? Change of pace here. Sorry to uh, shock everyone. People might be waking up to notification that we're streaming now. It is not a joke. We are here. If you're watching, join us in the chat. Do all those fun things. You know we love to talk to you throughout the episode. And always remember that we are streaming live on Facebook, YouTube at Bard and Cross Entertainment, and Twitch at TBard5195. Come check us out. Uh, Tyler has been streaming a lot lately, folks, so go over and check it out. You might get a gift sub. I heard someone's been giving away a lot of those. So <laughs> It was quite the night the other day. I think altogether there are about 30-plus gifted subs given away on one stream. So we Damn. were having some fun the other night. Damn. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, fun, that, fun, fun. Did, did Ray end up getting a W? Just out of curiosity. No, no. See, I, t- I told you. That's no, it was unfortunate. Ray I did not like get a win. Paul Heyman saying, it's even not though a- Ray did continue to play with Eric on Eric Stream later and was very close to getting a win, but not quite. Hmm. It I was see. unfortunate. Well, maybe next time. Maybe next time. Next time. <laughs> so, with that being said, let's dive into the baseball world here uh, with a quick COVID-19 update. Yes, we're back to doing those at the beginning of the episode again. I know we got used to not having to do it, but here we are, and this, this is a bit extensive this week, everybody. Teoscar Hernandez did test positive for COVID-19. Uh, you see the Blue Jays uh, outfielder there testing positive this week. And there are five Astros on the COVID list. Now, what the COVID list is, it's not essentially that they tested positive. It means that they had an exposure, right? So that means they're going to quarantine for, I think it's what, seven days with a negative test or wherever the ball club deems is necessary, and then they can return to the field. But five players is a lot, and it's not like it's any five players. The, the Astros lost their, almost, I would say, close to their core five. In the likes of Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, uh, Martin Maldonado, Pedro Alvarez, and Robel Garcia. I mean, just those first two alone and Altuve and Bregman, that's the center. Uh, I'm sorry, that's the entire uh, half the infield. That's half the infield there where you have yeah. Altuve in the likes of your second baseman, uh, Bregman in the likes of your third baseman. That's a big hit. That yeah, is a big, big hit to the club. Um, you know, and that's just the world we live in with COVID, just having five players from one squad making the uh, COVID list, you know, in one foul swoop. It was just. Yeah, it's, it's like you were saying, it's not even like it's just five players, it's five of their better players. Mm. So it's it's they're definitely going to be hurting for a week. Not that oh, they've yeah. been doing all that well. I mean, they they were one of the hottest teams to start the season, mm. uh, but that has not remained the case. No, it has not remained the case. I'm going to pull up their standings actually really quick. One second. Oh, I got <laughs> it right here. Hold on. <laughs> I got it. Oh, beautiful. All right. Well, yeah, Six the Astros. Seven. The Astros are sitting in uh, fourth in the list. So fantastic. Good for them. Here, I can pull that down so we can see Texas. There we is go. The only one behind them. With eight losses. Jeez. Eight yeah. losses for the rain. Like, Texas is not doing well. It's not a good But don't worry. We'll come back to this in a little bit, Noah. Uh, <laughs> yes, we will come back to the standings. <laughs> Just after this segment here, we're going to talk about another no-hitter. Uh, this believe is gonna be, it. At this rate, it's going to be a weekly thing, folks. Right? So <laughs> everyone strap in. Joe Musgrove last week. This week, Carlos Rodon throws a no-hitter for the Chicago White Sox. Only five days after Joe Musgrove threw a no-no, White Sox starter Carlos Rodon throws another one. He actually had a perfect game into the ninth inning. Actually, uh, it was a nine and a quarter. He had one out in the ninth, and he hit someone on the foot. Um, barely. I mean, barely. Barely. He, he hit He hit the, the tip of the toe of yes. someone's shoe. 
Exactly. Get the and hell out of the way. He well, he, he tried, and it wasn't no, nasty. Bullshit. No, we did not. <laughs> I, I I will say this. So Tyler, let, let's we're not baseball players now, right? Like we we've never played in the majors, okay? But if you're a major league baseball player and you're up to bat and a guy's throwing a no hitter, you know, you know you're being no hit, okay? When do you in your brain, or if you in your brain, turn off the attempt to get on base? Like if you're listen, if I'm going up to the plate and my team's been no hit through nine innings and there's two outs and I'm and I'm the last out in the no hitter, it listen, really I'm, depends. It really depends on what the score was. But I have a video here. Um, and then we yeah. will come back. Let's let's watch this real quick. Focusing. Three and two. Rodon. To third. Moncada. Carlos Rodon has thrown a no-hitter. After everything he's been through. The elbow and the shoulder were supreme on April 14th, 2021. You know, and if something like that where they were winning by a decent amount, that guy should have got out of the way um, because there wasn't a chance they were going to come back and win that game. No. Um, but man, what an incredible no hitter. It should have been a perfect game, but unfortunately some batters are just arrogant and cocky and, uh, want to get on base at any, any means possible, even if it means ruining a no hitter. Yeah. And that's true. And that happens. I mean, we saw guys, guys run out that ground ball sometimes on, on, on that last out of a no hitter. We've seen that more than once. Uh, so here are some interesting facts that we saw, um, all over Twitter. Uh, these are just some crazy stats. So Rondon threw 114 pitches, 57 four-seamers, which is that's more than half. That's almost wild. Uh, 28 sliders, 26 change-ups, and only three curveballs. Three. The curveball just didn't – he was like, you know what? We're not going to do it. I don't need uh, that. Yeah, didn't need it. Didn't need it. Um, this is an insane chart here. If you just look at uh, his fastball velocity throughout the game, he actually got faster. As the game progressed, his first pitch was 92 miles an hour. The last pitch, the 114th pitch of the game was a 97 mile an hour fastball. Like, and, and then you see the red lines there on your screen. If you're watching those, the, the red top line, that is the fastball velocity. So you see it, it's actually increasing throughout the game. So as the game is played, he actually somehow threw the ball harder, which That's makes insane. no sense. Um, of the 20 players that they're referring to that uh, threw a no hit effort, uh, only three perfect games in the White Sox history were Charlie Robertson in, in 1922, Mark Burley in 2009, and Philip Humber in 2012, but only one other time before Rundown tonight, a White Sox pitcher uh, got a no-hitter without allowing a hit or a walk, and that was Joe Horland uh, on September 10th, 1967 versus the Tigers. And then no-hitters by a single player. Um, no-hitters in which a single player reach base by way of hit-by-pitch. And you see there, that's not a lot of people. I mean, there's only six players in the history of baseball who have and one happened no-hitter. a week ago. <laughs> and one happened a week ago, uh, which is wild, right? I mean, we just had two. Like I said, it's going to be a weekly thing. Like, at, at the pace we're going, we're going to have a no-hitter a week, everybody. So next week, who's it going to be? I want to hear it. Send us who your picks are for who's going to throw a no-hitter this week. Um, and was there one more, or that was it? That was it for the Oh, no, uh, I got stats. one more. This, okay. This is cool. Carlos Rodon's no-hitter came in his 100th MLB career game, including postseason appearances with the White Sox. 
That's crazy. You imagine? <laughs> you like we always talk about like, oh, it's going to be our twentieth episode of baseball with the bar or, or cross wrestling entertainment. Okay, We're going to do, we'll do something special. Rodon. <laughs> oh, you know, it's my hundredth game. Let's do something special. Let's run throw no hitter. You know, so. Well, um, it would almost look like Noah. He wasn't trying to do nothing special here. He he went out and he was throwing his fastball at his at his comfortable pace, yep. and then he realized what was happening, and he turned up the heat. You could see just how annoyed he was at whomever whomever the batter was when he hit him with the pitch. Like he yeah. was, he didn't yeah. want to. He didn't want to no hitter. This dude wanted to throw a perfect game, and when that dude purposely didn't move his foot, and I'm sticking with that, uh, he was pissed. But he managed to get it. If, so. if folks go back and look at the video, I I think the guy tried to at least get out of the way a little bit. Like if I'm getting no hit, I don't want. Or oh, I'm sorry, if I'm being completely shut out and like I'm the pitcher, opposing pitcher is throwing a perfect game, I don't want to get hit by a pitch and that be our only base runner. Like that to me is stupid. But if 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 he lobs one in there and I can pimp one, eh, depending on the inning, I might try. I oh. feel like in the ninth, in the ninth, I'm not I'm not doing it. If you're they were weren't they? Didn't they lose eight to nothing? Yeah. Yeah, no. You swing at every pitch that comes over the goddamn plate and put <laughs> your bat above your head while you're doing it. You karate chop the plate. Absolutely not. If it's one to nothing and sure. you have a sure. chance to win the game, I'm going to lay down a bunt down the third baseline to ruin your nose. No. Of course I am. That's that. No. Because don't, don't it's, do that. we're still in the game. There mm-hmm. were two outs in the ninth inning of a perfect game and yeah. you let the ball hit. And also, it hit like it barely even hit your it body. It didn't hit your body. It hit like the little piece of plastic on the front of your damn cleat. You didn't even feel it. And he sold it like he was like, ah, "Oh no, my foot! Oh, it's broken!" I'm like, "Oh, you suck. You're a loser." I hope you get everything. He's gonna get everything coming to him this season. People are gonna hate him. Oh, I mean, I don't know. We still have the Astros, so we do have the Astros. We'll take a lot of it off of them, but. Tyler put three exclamation points at the end of this division standings because he likes what he sees, at least in the uh, AL East. I don't know what's happening in baseball, but the Mets are at the top of the NL East um, by only half a game over the Phillies. Sure. Actually, the NL East is, is – look at that. That's quite a race still. That's pretty cool. I like that. You know, it's close. The Nationals are in last place, but only by two and a half. Not terrible. Um, and then we're going to jump over to the American League where we see the Red Sox at the top of the AL East by three freaking games. The Yankees They're the are the second best teams. team in baseball right now. Yeah. And you know who the worst team in the American League is? It's the Stankies. It's the New York Yankees, folks. As you notice, I'm wearing a New Britain Bees hat today, as you can see yeah. there, and not a Yankees hat today. We're just going to put that aside for a little while and let them understand what they did, right? So, <laughs> um, or what they didn't do, and that's drive runs in. Also, uh, on those standings there, uh, we have the Royals in first place, which is like, what the hell is happening? The all it was Andrew Benintendi. I, that's it. I have him in fantasy. He's, he's playing with good ball. And then the Mariners somehow are in first place. The fact that no, the Yankees... I, I, you know what, Noah? I'm, I resent that statement. The Can Mariners you... always start off the year on goddamn fire, and then they sure. absolutely blow it halfway yeah. through the season. And Can then they start that? coming back at the end of the season, but it is too late because they've blown it. Can you put those back up one more time? Yeah. And looking at the West... I honestly, out of, out of those uh, five teams, I cannot pick one that I, that I would honestly say is going to win the division. No, I honestly still think the Angels are going to win the division. Oh, shut your face. That's disgusting. <laughs> They're playing so well. Uh, they still... Remember, if you remember, 
when you guys did the preseason uh, picks when you had Joe on yeah. and the Angels were the MLB fans predicted uh, winners of that. It was because of Shohei Otani that I nope. think people made that decision. Shohei Otani has been an absolute yes, I know. force to be right. I have him on both my fantasy squads. He's crazy, Noah. Oh. He's amazing. You know what the yes. best about him is? Because he'll come out and put up 20 points as a pitcher, and then the next day he'll hit like a home run. And you're right. like, oh, and this is He'll give amazing. you another eight. Exactly. <laughs> He's amazing. Um, and I do remember at the beginning of the season, I'm, and I'm eating my words now, which I'm fine with. I love baseball players making me eat my words, of saying uh, Shohei – uh, should have just focus on one or the other, but he clearly is all around stud. Why? I, th- I think it was CC who said he might be the best player in the game right now. No, I disagree with that. Who is? I would probably say Juan Soto. All right, I I agree. I love Juan Soto so much. <laughs> um, I would we- I would go with Juan Soto or or like DJ LeMahieu or someone someone who's a position player. I I don't think I would ever give a pitcher best player in the game. I don't know why. Mm. I think it's my disdain towards. Uh, well, no, he's not. But that's the thing. He's not. He's he's also. A, I mean, he's a. It's not even like he's a left fielder. He's a right fielder, sir. Yeah, he is, but he doesn't play right no more. He just he, he DHs. That's true. He does DH. He's got a really hot bat. He's up there. He's up there. I'd put him top ten. He has to. I think it's just uh, the the versatility is is puts him up there because there's plenty of players who literally can't do that. Like they right. physically could not do what Shohei Otani does. No, that's that, fair. That's fair. Yeah. And that alone puts him up there. So, uh, will it stay this way, Tyler? Will the standings remain with you know all of these teams that nobody said were going to be on the top? With the exception, I mean, of the God, I hope so. Not for the Royals. <laughs> I've, I've I've never been a Royals fan, um, but the Red Sox. Yeah, I would love to see the Red Sox continue this. They, you know, they've got a a band of guys who are look like they're just having the absolute time of their life, um, and they're having a lot of fun. And it reminds me a lot of the 2013 team. Where it's mm. just a guy, a bunch of guys who there, were there some names on that team, of course. You yeah, know, you had yeah. David Ortiz and uh, Pedroia and Ellsbury. And there were a lot of really popular names on that team, but it wasn't mm. a team where you were fearful of them. Um, and yeah, I think this team might have that potential. Okay, fair. No, I mean, I, I respect but otherwise, you. and not Seattle, no, not KC, absolutely not. Uh, the Mets, sure, could happen. The Reds, <laughs> uh, uh, no, uh, and the Dodgers in San Francisco and San Diego are probably going to dance at the top for the entire season. Oh yeah, that's going to be a fun race, and it's a travesty yeah. that the Padres and the and the uh, Dodgers are in the same division. Yeah, um, and I mean honestly, the Giants too. The Giants have been playing some damn good. Yeah, ball. true, true. They've been playing. Some and wait, hold on. Too. Oh no, it's an odd year. They're not allowed to win the World Series. This is they only win the World Series on even years. You are correct. So there you go. Now you, stand, <laughs> you can redact your statement. Jumping from pitchers now to catchers, or should I say from standings over to catchers, we have Yadier Molina caught his 2,000th game of the season. On cool Wednesday, <clears throat> excuse me, folks. On Wednesday, veteran catcher Yadier Molina would catch his 2,000th game in the MLB. He is the first player to catch 2,000 games with a singular team. And the likes of the Cardinals. The Cardinals would win that game, I think, 6-2, to 6-1, to one, something along those lines. Um, that's unreal, though. 2,000 games with one catcher. One catcher. That's insane. I'm sorry, one team. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Other catchers on that list are Ivan Rodriguez, who caught 2,427 games. Carlton Fisk, who, t- who caught 2,226. 
Bob Boone, who caught 2,225. Gary Carter, who caught 2,056. Jason Kendall, who caught 2,025. I'm not going to lie. Yachty isn't slowing down. I mean, the, the I mean, top he could spot, easily get to 2,100 by the end of the year. By the end of the year, easy. I mean, do you think he could get to the – do you think he could pass uh, Pudge? I think Yachty retires at the end of the year. Oh, don't say. I that. think I think halfway through the year he'll announce his retirement tour, um, I mean, and that's when we that's know, when bro. we will see it. Yachty's thirty eight. Yeah, he's, all, he's only thirty. Look, look at him though. Looks, uh, Tyler, have you seen him throw a ball? He looks like he's approaching fifty. Have you seen him th- throw a ball? From of course I have. Have you seen my father throw a ball? But I don't think I should. He should play in the MLB. Regardless. But Yachty's been doing it. The guy's won gold gloves <laughs> out the ass for a reason. He's still got it. He never lost it, to be to be fair. Yeah, I don't know. Um, he said he wants to keep playing. He he has said he it that he is not he's not quite done, but who knows? Maybe he's just saying that so people will stop asking. Yeah. Do I think he'll get to two thousand four hundred and twenty seven? I don't know. That's like three extra three more seasons, four more seasons. Yeah, no, so, he won't win. He won't get it. But maybe he can get to fourth place. In my opinion, I think that's the furthest he'll go. Man, that was unfortunate for Bob Boone, huh? Finishing one game behind Carlton Fisk. Yeah, so close, so <laughs> close. Just one more World Series win or one more postseason win, they would have he would have gotten that extra game there. But uh, so yeah, you know, so you think Yadi will make it to fourth place? Uh, I'd like to see him in first. Who knows? But one company that isn't first is Clovercrest Media, and here's some ads of what's going on there right now. The Closing Time Podcast is back, sponsored by Rocky Hill Accountants. I'm Joe Aguirre. I'll have a brand new co-host, Sanam Salati, who's my broker, my mentor, and my good friend, and one of the most knowledgeable people in Connecticut in the entire real estate industry. We're going to be talking about the latest goings-on. We'll keep you up to date on the market, and we're going to bring on some really great guests all throughout this season, people in all different fields in the industry, like accountants, home inspectors, mortgage reps, and so much more, just to give you a better understanding of the Connecticut real estate market. We're so excited for a brand new season of the Closing Time Podcast, part of the CMG Podcast Network. It's sponsored by Rocky Hill Accountants. Go see Heidi and Glenn Parchman to file your taxes for bookkeeping, business advice, real estate investments, or whatever your accounting needs are, including cryptocurrency. Just visit RockyHillAccountants.com. We'll see you all season long on the Closing Time Podcast. The Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast presented by Clovercrest Media is what you AEW fans have been looking for. Noah Cross and Tyler Bard give their take on every week's episode of Dynamite. If you are a massive AEW fan, then it is time to join us every Sunday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Stay Crossum. One day. I would get it right one day. Hey, remember how many times you used to do the messages for, the, uh, for your voicemail? It goes something like this. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for locking into another episode of I'll Piss You Off Shortly. <laughs> this is the podcast where we debate everyday issues pushing your thought process beyond what's normal. The topics discussed here are meant to be intense, promote growth, and at times may have you feeling a little bit uncomfortable. Me too, a little bit. We may not always agree and we will more than likely have varied opinions, but with that being said, I can't promise to be your favorite podcaster, neither do I want to. But I can promise to be transparent, fair, and open-minded. So please, if you think you've got the stamina, passion to debate, analyze, and challenge the normal, please take a number. I promise you, I'll piss you off shortly. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see me, you know it's 
and crossed out by Kobe, well, floated to Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. But Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, fun. But I didn't make my I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Crest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Kyle Okay, stay alive, Charlie. Stay alive. Stay alive. Just take your time. If you got to start jumping to keep yourself, do the slow jump. You'll keep yourself alive longer. Who was that? Was that you, Mick? Yes. Oh, I, I died. Sorry. No. It's okay. It's okay. All right, win? Kyle. Me and you. We'll get the seventh win right now. Unicorn still holding on. Alright, alright. They're gonna take each other out, Kyle. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, there's a dino. Alright, Kyle, me and you, bud. Let's see what we got. Alright! Nice. Seven personal wins today. That is insane. That is definitely the most I have ever had on. Tyler, when I came on to watch, you were streaming what? On, uh, I think, Wednesday, Thursday? Yeah, I did. Uh, this week I did, let's see, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. One of those days. I remember I came on and watched, and you won like the first game right out the gate. <clears throat> and I was just like, <laughs> no, I can stop watching now. That was impressive. <laughs> so... Noah is what we call a lurker in chat, where he just comes in and leaves it on and just watches it, and he doesn't say much, and you guys can do that too. You can just come on in, join the community, be a part of it. We have a lot of fun over on Twitch. Yes, we do have a lot of fun. Usually Speaking of going lot, live at about 10 p.m. Eastern time. That's that's late time. You need, you need to go to bed. I mean, it is for you, because you're a loser. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm on a middle school schedule. Got okay. him. Are you done? No. Right. Got him. <laughs> With that being said, let's hop over into a little bit of a uh, little bit of controversy going on over uh, in the Braves and Phillies series that we had just a week ago. Uh, there's a terrible call at home plate, and you probably heard about this if you paid at least any attention to baseball this week. Uh, on Sunday, the Braves faced, faced the Phillies in the top of the ninth. Didi Gregorius came to the plate to hit a pop fly to left. Alec Baum uh, tagged up to take the lead in the six to six game. And then this happened, and we have a video here to show you what went down. Left-handed pinch hitter against the southpaw, Will Smith. <laughs> Didi pops that one into the opposite field. Ozuna's got it. Bum's going to try it. Here he comes, and he's safe on the plate. Wow. On a shallow fly ball into left field. They roll the dice with Ozuna's arm. And Bohm is able to score on a bang-bang play at the plate. Very aggressive base runner here by Bohm in the Phillies. Shallow left field. The throw. Wow. Oh, I don't know. Man, it's close. It might have looked like Bohm's foot came up. We'll get some definitive looks at it here. Does the toe just grab a little bit of the plate before the glove gets to him?
Tag's not. Yeah, I think it's safe, Alex. And Lance Barrett had a pretty good view. He's right there. I, I think they made the right call. So there you see that, and I don't know about any of you, but even just by watching it that in real time, it was pretty clear the foot didn't touch the base. And I know they said his left toe might have grazed the, the corner of the plate. It didn't. If you go watch, we always talk about John Boy, big Yankees fan props. By the way, he has a billboard outside of Yankee Stadium. Did you know that? No, that's awesome. Isn't that wild? He has a billboard, Tyler, di literally directly above the subway outside of Yankee Stadium. That's awesome. That's insane. So props to you, John Boy. Good for you, bro. Um, anyway, he did a great breakdown, as he does a lot of breakdowns, of this play. And he actually pulled many camera angles, and he put three different angles. So you could see the play from three different like three different spots. And this is technology that they have readily available in the replay room in New York, right, where they go and they do this replay. Now, by the way, they did review this play. And even worse, the replay, the review came back as the call being safe. So obviously Brian Snitker, who is the um, Braves manager, he threw his hat up and he just threw his hands up and he was like, I, I at that rate, I have nothing. Like, what do you do? I, I, I have no words. I'm not even a Braves fan. I have no words. Um, I love DD. Don't get me wrong. He, you know, he put the ball in play, not nothing on him, but at what point is it even worth doing the replay? If we have a play like that, where a game is clearly on the line that the Braves ended up losing that game because of that play. And yeah, we can't even we can't even get the call right like I, I, I tyler please can you explain this at all because i can't no it, it's it's unfortunate really noah i i just i honestly can't explain it it's a blown call and this is exactly what the replays are meant to prevent are, are these blown calls and i i just i can't stand it i hate when stuff like this happens in the mlb and, you know, usually we, we'd be reaming the umpire for just getting it wrong and the replay saving it. But now the umpire got it wrong and the replay got it wrong. Literally. So clear as day got it wrong, too. It's not even brutal. like, yeah, and don't get me wrong. In the heat of the moment, when you're making that call, it was a weird play. Like he, he did some spinny shit. And, right. you, know, and you bet else. that that umpire was like, he's coming home. And he was probably confused that the yes. runner was even trying to come home. Exactly. Because that ball was not deep. But I mean, no. at the top of the ninth, one out, you're tied. Like, Boom. Are you sure about that? You're going to go for it. I don't know. I, I think they sent him. I, I don't know oh, if in the video, I don't, I, I don't know if it shows in the video, but I think the third base coach sent him. Um, because the, uh, the announcer did, did call it as they're sending Boom. So. Yeah, I think they did. Might have they might have pushed him in to to tell him to run, and even Bone might have been like, "Wait, what?" But anyway, that's crazy. Yeah. No. Oh my god. I don't know. I feel like you have to go for it though. Top of the ninth, it's like the second week of the season. Go for it. Uh, yeah. But with that play, you know, you got to get those calls right. One topic they discussed in the Michael K show that bothers me a lot. I can't even say a little bit. It bothers me a lot. Um, they discussed how. In the replay room in New York, right? We know that when you review a call, they put on these big clunky headsets with a microphone that does nothing because they can't actually communicate with New York. All they're doing is being told what the call is, right? Uh, someone has to walk out this thing in like a big bag. It looks stupid. Um, half the time, the fans don't even know what they're reviewing because they don't actually say anything. Like the NFL, they at least tell you what they're looking into. In the MLB, I, I can tell you, even the Yankees game th four days ago, um, Aaron Boone challenged a catcher's interference call because judge swung the bat and Aaron Boone thought that the catcher got in the way of Aaron Boone's bat. Right. And nothing. Aaron, judge's bat. Aaron judge. Sorry. We knew nothing. <laughs> all, all, all literally what that happened was play just stopped. And then the umpire home plate umpire. And then the, the uh, crew chief went over to the replay area 
and they put the headsets on and they just started standing there. And Michael Kay and Paul O'Neill are in the booth and they're literally out like no, no one had any idea what was happening. And they're yeah, like, no, they need to give them the referee or the uh, umpires a referee microphone. Thank you. Where they it's say not that the hard. previous play is under review for blah, blah, blah. Exactly. That's it. 10 seconds. And they talk about wanting to one, speed up the game to, uh, attract younger audiences right get the game more more uh quick pace more efficient that's how you make that happen because no, you know why that probably hasn't happened and i'm being potentially facetious here mm-hmm. uh but the mlb umpires are a bunch of baby bitches who yeah. probably just refuse yeah. to change no, I, I, agree. I agree um and all of them are the biggest prima donnas in the damn world when it comes to officiating if you want some legit badass referees go get some from uh FIFA and the mm. World Cup because those guys literally like punch players and it's great. <laughs> um, so <laughs> if you want some guys who aren't big babies, get people who are younger than 65 years old and get some younger guys in this league who are going to actually be okay with change and stop yeah. worrying about yeah. their damn union. Literally, oh, dude, don't even get me going on that one. Um, the umpire's union is a sham. It just doesn't, yeah, to me, it just doesn't make sense. Like, you know, like I said, they're all about making the game more efficient. They want to attract younger audiences. Like, make it faster. There's zero reason umpire, the two umpires have to trot across the field, put on these big clunky headsets, look like they're out of the 90s, uh, at a, some, like, you know, the first ever Apple commercial. And yeah, then and somehow not tell us what they're doing. Not tell us what they're doing. So we're just like, I, I literally, like, I'm sitting on my couch, even, even Michael Kay, who was there, he's sitting there and he had no idea what they were reviewing. And him and Paul O'Neill just guessed. Like they said, we think it might be catcher's interference. So then they they went to a replay. It was clear as day it wasn't catcher's interference, but they were just guessing. And then they made the call of safe. Wasn't wasn't whatever. And they're like, all right, I guess we'll keep playing now. And then <laughs> literally two innings later, they were finally like, we got clarification. It was a catcher's interference challenge. Like, and no, literally nobody knew what was going on. Not a soul knew what was happening. I mean, um, I've been to a game where a, a replay took like six, seven, yes. eight, nine minutes. It's yep. like, oh my lord! It's speeding please. up the game, Tyler. It's speeding up the game. Yeah, right. Dear God. So I have so like, we, listen. It's 2021. There's zero reason why it, like, umpires can't have like a freaking earpiece or something. One, so they don't even have to do anything. They can just be like, we're challenging, and then boom, and then they go to it. But no, they have to walk over, as you see here on the screen, walk over to some person holding this big clunky bag, put on this stupid headset that goes nowhere. That my micro- job is literally to just sit there yeah, with headphones and wait for and that. Head. I need that and, job, and it can only happen twice a game, I mind you. <laughs> each team gets one i'm sorry that you could get a second after what like if you get it right you get it back right yeah um, right but you can but only, regardless you can't, go, you can't go again after that though you no. get a match two yes so it can happen maybe four times a game that's that I I gotta how do i get that shot actually that's true yeah right we're, we're in the wrong business <laughs> So that is the hot take there on replays in the MLB. I was a fan of them in the beginning. I like them. I still think it's a good thing to have, you know, that clarification, especially for big calls and big moments. Uh, and that was a big call and a big moment, and it epically failed. So it sure that. was. Yeah. Unfortunate to see stuff like that. This but isn't unfortunate. Though. This is not unfortunate, as you see here. Look at those eyes. I was just going to say. Blue brown. Oh, yes. Savage. Uh, just last night, you heard that Friday night last night, Max Scherzer makes history. Scherzer passed Cy Young himself on the all-time strikeout, excuse me, strikeout list with 2,807 career strikeouts, Tyler. Gosh. Woo! I mean, we knew he was incredible, but wow. Yeah. 
So when I saw this, uh, this came across my phone as a notification. When I saw it, I said, oh, I wonder who is he's in good company with, right? This puts him just behind Mike Messina, Dear who Lord. has 2,813. So I, and when I was looking this up, I was like, oh, I wonder who it's going to be. Like, that's probably going to be some older baseball player. I'm, I'm, you know, I might not be too familiar with. And I, was like, <laughs> I see what? who you're about to talk about. Mike Messina. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then I was like, all right, who else is on this list? Because Scherzer's in 23rd, Messina's 22nd. Uh, let's see who these other names are on this list. First up, in the 18th spot of the all-time strikeouts, which is crazy that he's already here, Justin Verlander with 3,013 strikeouts. Oh, and he's got an easy five more seasons as a Dude, starter. He's going to get real, real far. Yeah. Uh, CC Sabathia, let's go, CC in the 16th spot with 3,093. Well, sure. Absolutely. Hall of Famer, first ballot done, like, Put him in there tomorrow. Actually, put him in there right now. Don't even vote. Um, <laughs> here's another one. Pedro Martinez, 3,160. 3,160. That's a lot. And then these top two, it's just not fair. Because you look <laughs> at Pedro's in thir- uh, 13th, right, with 3,160. And leading up to that, Randy Johnson with, obviously, second place, Randy Johnson, right? 4,875. That's second place. But just look at the space between second and first. I was just going to say, first place, good Lord God in heaven. Nolan Ryan, first place, 5,714 strikeouts. Tyler, that makes absolutely no sense. And like, this is a guy who was like a crazy fastball pitcher, too. Yeah. So it's like, dear Lord. And and people tried to fight this man? What? Oh, yeah. Are you yeah, insane? You do that. So... <laughs> This leads me to something. I had Uncle Anthony over last night, and we were talking about mo- pitches in the game because we were talking about how uh, Carlos Rodon threw the no-hitter, and he only threw 114 pitches. pitches. Mu- Musgrove threw a no-hitter. I think he was around the same, 115. 126, 127, something around there, right? That's not a lot, all things considered, right? Uh, it's a lot today if you really think about it because you look at guys like Garrett Cole, guys like Jacob deGrom, those guys can pitch 120 pitches every five days easily, but – Today, guys pitch for the strikeout. So you're looking at an average, more than likely, of five or six pitches in at bat, right? And that's going to add up. You get 15 strikeouts in a game like Cole and DeGrom do, you're going to be at your pitch limit of like 120-ish by about the seventh or eighth inning, maybe even earlier, just because you're throwing so many pitches, right? So this led up to the conversation of how, uh, who has the most pitches in a singular game? Tyler, you want to take a guess? Because we've already said his name. Who has the most? I mean, Justin Verlander, right? The most no 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 the most pitches by a starting pitcher in one game. Oh God, I don't know Randy Johnson. You're close. It's Nolan Ryan. Uh huh. He pitched 13 innings in one game one day one time. Yeah. Want to guess how many pitches? Well, he's got to be close to like 150. Not even close. Really. I'm I'm I'm, I almost think this is fake, but it's an MLB article. I'm looking at it right now, and it's real. What? Two hundred and thirty-five pitches in a singular game on June fourteenth, nineteen seventy-four. No, yeah, exactly. Nolan Ryan threw two hundred and thirty-five pitches in thirty-five innings. That God. You, Tyler, did he not pitch for a month? <laughs> How many did they he have? Must like have a, thrown his arm out. Literally, did they have a ten-man starting rotation? <laughs> like, <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. 
Oh my God. How do you allow that? So Max Scherzer, congratulations on making history. Uh, 22nd. And honestly, by the looks of it, I, I think he's going to keep moving up that list. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, he's right? got, I would say like three to four more good years in him. Yeah. Um, and then he might even just become a bullpen guy, but we'll see. For sure. He, he is 36. So that's something you got, you know, you got to look at too. Uh, I'm not sure where his contract's at. Uh, he has 36. Uh, let's see. How many years does he have left on this thing? 36 is an old by any stretch of the means for a pitcher. If he can make it dance, he can make it dance. CC was in his 40s, was he not? Actually, this is his last contractual season in 2021. So he could sign with a championship caliber team next season and go on for a few more years. But like that, the Yankees. That yeah, like the Yankees. Um, I, God, every time he's a free agent, I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> Please don't I don't know. Me. I will like. I don't think the Yankees would because they're finally getting a knock on wood. They're finally getting out of the the Yankee um, attitude of signing has beens. I mean, sure. Don't get me wrong. Scherzer is still amazing. I'm not trying to say that. I know like, what you mean, but signing older players, guys yes. who are not in their heyday. Yes. Like and what that's different now. Like they signed Cole, who is right now in his prime. They signed Tyone, who they feel like is gonna be in his prime eventually. They signed Kluber, who that that might have been the guilty pleasure. Kluber might have been the guilty pleasure yeah. of oh man, there we go. Let's get this guy, you know. Two Cy Youngs, we're in. Um so yeah, but I don't know. We'll see where that goes. We'll jump into the Yankees in a little bit, but first we're gonna head over to Boston and I'm let Tyler take it away with his still on top of the division Red Sox. You see it there again. The Red Sox currently going nine and four, a win percentile of six ninety two. Noah, they are currently five games over five hundred, the second best team in the major leagues right now, second only to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, I don't think at the beginning of the season there was a single person who thought this way. I remember uh, Dylan, Rich, and I all talking about the Red Sox at the beginning of the season, being like third place would be nice. Um, but currently leading the division, the bats are insanely hot right now. The boys are swinging out of their shoes. Mostly, I would like to talk about JD Martinez. He's continuing to swing with an average of 378 and five home runs. Noah, what? What I mean, we told at the beginning of the season, not that he's listening. But we told him <laughs> that this was a season where he was going to have to step up because we were losing so many bats. And uh, dear Lord, did he take that to heart? And he took that personally. <laughs> and he said, all right, bet. And he's showing up, hitting five home runs, 378 average. And he's not the only one doing it right now. We've got guys like Vazquez and Verdugo who are just – Coming up, I think Vasquez had two home runs in two consecutive games, and neither one of those home runs were little rinky-dink Yankee Stadium right field home runs. They were absolute rippers into left field. So to see him doing uh, what he's doing is nice to see right now. Um, Alex Verdugo is swinging an average of 271 with two home runs right now, with Vasquez swinging at that. The Christian Vasquez Noah hitting 295 with two home runs. Christian Vasquez, let me say it one more time. Christian Vasquez hitting 295. He's almost hitting 300. I don't know the last time he was even close to that, but it's not only the offense getting the job done, Noah. Look at this video I pulled up of Alex Verdugo. 
Here's the 3-1 home. Breaking ball. That one swatted. Line drive. And a diving play out there in left field by Verdugo to end the ball game. Not only did he make a beautiful diving catch, it it basically won them the game because if that ball got past him, that could have very easily been an inside-the-park home run. Um, So the defense also getting it done right now. The Red Sox are just firing on all cylinders. You saw another man in that uh, video there, Mr. Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes has been a Red Sox mainstay for the last few years here. Um, He's pitched seven innings out of the bullpen and has an ERA of zero. Dear God. He is becoming just someone who the Red Sox can rely on at any moment of the game. He might even just become a closing option. If he can keep that up, put his if his arm is going to be that strong, put him as a setup guy or a closer. I mean, he closed out the game the other day, so why not just keep him in that position, right? What are you shaking your head about? I hate it so much. I mean, listen, last season, all I had to do was listen to you gloat about your goddamn year. <laughs> so, <laughs> how about be a little humble there, Mr. Cross? Oh, fine. I'm, I'm very happy for you. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I could be talking crap right now. I'm not, all right? I'm just saying, you know what? Good for you. Uh, enjoy. Enjoy your, enjoy your team. Congratulations. They're playing, uh, they're playing well right now. They are. Evaldi has an ERA of 2.08. He, you know, I was nervous. For Evaldi coming in here with his spring mm. training performance. Oh, yeah. oh boy. Oh, yeah. It's like, uh oh, this no, is he, not gonna be great. He had an ugly spring training performance. But I just all I did was remember the good times in the World Series where that man pitched like six innings of relief out of the bullpen against the damn Dodgers. Uh and ultimately he got the loss. But dear God, six innings of relief and you give up one home run and that's how you lose. Brutal. Brutal. Um, but no, this team is like we said earlier at firing on all cylinders, Noah, uh, they're nine and four with a three game lead over the second place blue Jays. Like this, this picture is mesmerizing Yeah, nine and four, then six and seven, six and eight, six and eight, five and eight. What in the world? I have one sentence to sum all this up. With uh, us talking about the standings before, with the Mets leading, the Royals leading, the Mariners leading, the Red Sox leading. Aaron bleeping um, Boone. No. <laughs> baseball is a weird game. It is a weird game. Anything Base- can happen. Baseball is a really weird game. Um, yeah. I, it, as I, good I just, as the Red Sox are doing, there really haven't been that many moments where I've been like, oh, shit. You know, they, they're absolutely playing the most solid ball they've played in a long time. And you know what it is? A lot of these guys who are playing right now, Noah, we're in the minors together. This reminds me of the 2018 Yankees when all these guys were coming up who were like, who the hell is this? And then uh, Judge hit a, a home run in his first at bat. And who was the one who hit behind him who hit a home run in his first at bat? And it's just a bunch of these young stars who have been playing together for years who are now playing together in the major leagues. So they already have this chemistry working for them. Uh, And then you get guys like JD and Alex Verdugo in the mix there that just add to that chemistry. Um, And Verdugo seems like he's a fun guy. I've uh, really quite enjoyed seeing his fire. I remember last year and at one of his first games, he got called out on strikes and he was already getting fired up in the dugout and losing his mind. I'm like, I I think this guy's going to fit in just fine with the Red Sox. 
one of these hot tempers. So uh, it's not really the Red Sox that have been holding headlines, though. It is the Yankees, Mr. Cross, because the Yankees are literally the worst team in baseball right now. And that means you're worse than people like the Astros and the Padres. No, 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 no. And they're the worst the team in the American League. So. And is that even the case? I'm pretty I'm sure there. they're I'm pretty sure that's not the case. Okay, the Rockies are worse. Th- thank you. Thank you. Okay. Congratulations. Thank, the guys the guys who sold the farm, the guys Shut who up. sold their entire team are worse than you. Congratulations. Congratulations. And then who? The Washington Nationals uh, have no excuse. But, you know, dear God, you're the third worst team. Congrats. Does that make you feel better? No. Yeah, I didn't think it would. It doesn't. I was trying to save your pride. Uh, I appreciate it, buddy. So Uh, please take it away. From first to last in the AL East. Uh, and, uh, you know, from the Red Sox to the Yankees now. Let's get into the New York Yankees segment. I usually am so excited to say this, and I was like, the New York Yankees, but I'm not a, I'm wearing a bees hat today, New Britain bees. I'm just going to be a fan of them this season. Hopefully they'll, they'll you know, start off better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do have season tickets to the bees, by the way, folks. You should grab those. They're actually very, very affordable. Tyler and I are going to be a lot of them. We'll, be, we'll post pictures on our pages. Um, oh, yeah. What is happening in New York is my only question. Uh, last night's performance with the Yankees was absolutely abysmal as they lose eight to two and the two runs they scored was off of a two run home run by Giancarlo Stanton in like the sixth or seventh inning when they were already losing by eight runs. So it's like, all right, great guys. This is great. Better late than ever, I guess. Um, one of the biggest reasons I'm pretty, I think the Yankees lost yesterday is because they didn't have a starter lined up until about two hours before the ball game. Because they optioned Domingo Herman last week, they didn't have anybody in that number five hole to put in, uh, so they ended up going with I forget who the hell it was, but it doesn't even matter to be honest. Because when I saw, I was like, "Oh God, we're gonna lose." Um, <laughs> and uh, and I, I had that feeling a few times, seeing the lineups that Boone's been pumping out, seeing uh, the pitcher last night. Michael King should have easily have opened the game; it wasn't even a question. What they wanted it to do was put in uh, who they put in in the first inning and then go to Michael King for the second through hopefully fifth. And they did that. And Michael King was, was pretty solid. He was pretty good. He should have just opened. I don't know why they try to play these little cute games with the start with their openers or pitchers or whatever. Uh, but the Yankees, what in 2019, they had the opener formula down. So, you know, honestly, they should have just put green in, in the first inning. Do you remember that game we went to Tyler where Chad green opened and he pitched. Oh uh, yeah. He, yeah. That's right. He, I think it was, he struck out six in a row to start the game. Yeah. It was mowing yeah. down. Like, that's that's the pace you want to set if you're going to have an opener. Uh, they had a day off the day before, so the bullpen was fresh. Everybody was fresh with the exception of their starting pitchers. Obviously, they couldn't put Cole in a day early. Um, but there was no reason to do what they did. I just don't, I just don't think putting in who they uh, – let me, let me look at the pitcher that they put in. He's just going to be right at the top. Uh, I don't think there was any reason for them to put in who they put in. They put in uh, Nelson. Um his name is, I want to say Nick Nelson uh, for the Yankees. Yeah, I'm all right. Nick Nelson, he is now 0-2 in four games with an ERA of 10 and in five innings. Gosh. Yeah. So that's who the Yankees <laughs> decided to put in yesterday to start the game, to open the game. Meanwhile, Michael King has already been impressing with um, the Yankees this year. They, they say, and I'm not saying this, Michael K said this last night on the broadcast, 
that the Yankees organization feels that Michael King's control is the best on the Yankees organization. Really? No lie. They said Michael King's pitch control is the best on the Yankees organization. Um, so that is that is that there, and it, you know that's a crazy that's crazy to think about that they would say that, right? Uh, and I'll say this: I'm gonna just talk about really quick Michael King here. He's zero and zero. Obviously, he wins and losses. He, he faced no decision last night. Uh, his ERA is zero this year so far in nine innings with seven strikeouts. So, I mean, you know, that's the guy you want there. I mean, one guy has an ERA of ten, one guy has an ERA of zero in a similar amount of, and actually in more innings. Michael King's pitched more innings. So, why he didn't open the game is beyond me. I don't know. They're not making very much sense in New York right now. No, not at all. Not at all. It's it's wild, actually. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. But, you know, that's what they're doing. Uh, that's what they're deciding to do. So, and here we are. It's pretty much all I have to say. Um, the offense isn't turning at all much either. Uh, the best hitter on the Yankees currently is the backup catcher, Kyle Gashioka. He has an average of 400 with two home runs. Yay. Let's go, Hickey. Right now. Yeah, I know. Yes. Smug. You did say, yeah, because you said he should be the starting catcher. And I agree with you. I, I you know, I agree with you. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things where when I see it, I'm just like, you know, what the hell is going on? What is happening? I don't understand this at all. But here we are. It's just the reality we're living in. Uh, the, the after. But it shouldn't be the reality for the Yankees. The Yankees I agree. Have a force. I agree 100%, and they know they should be. And I'm going to get into some comments Aaron Boone said after last night's game. The next best hitter on the Yankees is Aaron Judge, who's swinging a four, uh, 486 average with four home runs. Um, actually, that average is incorrect. Hold on. Uh, that That's wrong. Probably 386. I don't even think it's that much. I think it's 286, actually. It's 279. So my How mistake. Did you get there. 486? I have no you know what I was like in a dream world, Aaron Aaron Listen, Judges. You wrote you wrote this very late last night, Noah. I did. And, and it was yeah, after I'm... the Yankees lost, so I was not in a great mood. If y'all could see the spelling errors in this, in this <laughs> day, dear Lord. There are so I many. I did write this late. Uh so yeah, Judges swinging an average of two seventy-nine, sorry, with four home runs, which is still good, right? Four home runs is a big deal. And he hit two home runs two days ago when he when the Yankees three days ago when the Yankees faced off against the Blue Jays, yeah. and they still lost that game. Um Yeah, it's because you didn't have this man swinging the bat. Yeah, okay. Anyway, the next segment I have here <laughs> is save Garrett Cole. Good Lord, could someone please send Garrett Cole some freaking help? The Yankees team ERA is 346. Garrett Cole's ERA is 147 with 29 strikeouts in 18 innings. Someone help this man, please. <laughs> I, I thought the only pitcher that needed two teams. Now there are two teams in New York with two phenomenal starting pitchers who need desperate help. Um, so what is the problem? What is the problem in New York, folks? Is it the pitching? Is it the hitting? Is it the injuries? Let's start with the top one, the pitching. We've said for years that the pitching in New York has been an issue. For years. I'd say this year, it's actually turned around. The Yankees went out and did what they normally don't do two years ago with getting Garrett Cole. They got James and Tyone, took a chance on him. They got Kluber, took a bit of a chance on him, even though he's proved himself in the past. Uh, Jordan Montgomery seems to be stepping up to the plate. He had a rough outing his last go, but I think he's going to turn it around and get back to the stride he had in his first start of the season. The Yankees need to find that number five starter. I think they need to stop playing around and just give the spot to Debbie Garcia. 
a number five starter for him is not a bad spot. Uh, what, two seasons ago or last season, he was in like a number three or four hole. That might have been a little too much. But I feel like a number five hole for Debbie Garcia is good for him because at this rate, the Yankees just need options and they don't have them in the sense of starting pitching. They need to just give it to him. That's yeah, I think that's issue. a smart move because yeah. they uh, it's, it's a kid who's new and put him in a, in a spot that's less pressure. Um, yeah. but, but it still comes with the prowess of you're, you're also technically starting in front of the ace, so you need to set him up for success. Yes, which is valid. That is valid. Uh, next up is the hitting. The hitting department. That is the weakest spot right now for the Yankees is the hitting. Uh, they are just not doing it. They're not hitting at all. They're not hitting in mo- big moments. They're not driving in runs. They're not hitting at all when there's men on base. The Yankees, I think, broke an MLB record with the most double plays in the first week of the season. Oh, and, and now Tyler, I, it's almost shocking. Like at this rate, they're coming up to the plate. And if there's a guy on first base and one out or no outs, or the bases are loaded and there's no outs, I, I almost guarantee they're going to run into a double play. And everyone top to bottom has been doing it. Uh, Glaber, judge LeMayhew, Stanton, uh, Hicks, all of them have grinded double plays and not just regular, like, you know, not just small moments where there's a runner on first and one out. Like, we're talking bases, juice, and no outs. We're talking runners on first and second and one out. We're talking big moments where the game is on the line and you could tie it or take the lead, and these guys are grinding in the double plays. The hitting is just not there right now. It's just not there. There's no other way to put it. That's no. it. It's not there. It's uh, unfortunate because they're a team of guys who you're looking at who you're like, damn, they could all be hitting 300. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely, they could. Uh, but, yeah, the hitting's not there. And injuries, there aren't any. We're here. We're healthy, right? Which is good. Knock on wood. I'll take it. Um, Aaron Boone, after last night's terrible loss, which was the third straight loss for the Yankees at the bottom of their division and a team that the betting odds are still saying is going to win the World Series, right, uh, said that they simply need to play better. Aaron Boone he said, we simply need to play better. Uh, we are not playing the type of ball that we need to. Uh, he said something along the lines of they had a meeting with the team. Meredith Morakovich asked if, they, if, if he was going to address the team or if he did address the team. And Boone said, uh, I did address the team. And she asked, what'd you say? And Boone was like, that's for in there. But sure, I'll give you that. That's for in there. That's fine. Um, was it the same address that Joe Girardi would give a team after no. this type of loss? Absolutely not. No. Aaron, um, Aaron Boone is a, is a coddly coach. Yes. Uh, where Everyone has is- their own style. He's just gonna pat everyone on the back every, even after a massive loss. And I, I get being there for your team, but the, your team is sucks ass. Yeah. Uh, so it's time to shuffle the deck and rearrange exactly. this lineup and uh, make some people nervous that they might be getting sent back down to the minors because it is time to get this team rolling. Yeah, because right, right Can now. Can you imagine a statement of sending one of your marquee players down to the minors? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know like, if that. Like, that sorry, Aaron Hicks is being optioned down to the minor leagues for a few for a, for a rehab. You, you know, know it, it's funny you say that. He, I don't he's know. Doing what he's, he's doing poorly. He's doing really doing bad. And he's always good. He's yes, someone who never. He's someone who never gets mentioned, but is always hitting like two seventy five. I agree. I agree. Um, so yeah, I mean, we talked about last week with the Yankees with their their runners left on base. They're they're you know they're getting thirteen to fifteen hits a game but they're only driving in two, three runs. Meanwhile, their opponents are hit, literally getting three hits a game. They're driving in three runs and beating them. Beating them. Yep, because so, they're making their hits count. They're, exactly, and the Yankees can't make the hits count yet this season. So That is what I used to call Red Sox syndrome. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's now uh, it's now transferred over to New York. So yeah, welcome. Um, you gave us the curse of the Bambino. We gave you the curse of not being able to drive men in from on base. Yeah, I, I don't know which is worse at this rate. Um, uh, excuse you. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. All right. All right. Um, the biggest question here is: Will it turn around? And if so, when? Um, Tyler, what do you think? I, I'll ask you first. Will it, will it turn around for the Yankees? If so, when? Of course, it will. Um, but if the Red Sox and, and Blue Jays stay hot, they're going to have some work to be putting in this season. Um, the Yankees are not a team that is going to just falter and stay down. Um, they need one Aaron Boone uh, savages in the box moment mm-hmm. to, uh, to rile them back up. One more Brett Gardner smashing the ceiling moment. Uh, one more CC Sabathia throwing a pitch to ruin his bonus moment. Uh, you know, there needs to be one of those moments that the Yankees have become so iconic for to turn their season around. Like I, the one I mentioned there with CC Sabathia hitting a batter on purpose, mm. uh, and literally throwing away like a $2 million bonus mm-hmm. is exactly what the Yankees need. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I agree. That was iconic. I think I posted that like seven times on mm-hmm. my page. Like this guy right here. This guy gets it. This is I, that's my that's my teammate right there. <laughs> and he even said to him, "That was for you." Yeah. To the yep. to the uh, to the hitter. So or to the to the ball. Well, the I'm sorry, the bull the bullpen, the dugout. The, the dugout right. Yes, thank you. Uh, so yeah, Tyler thinks it will turn around. Tyler, what do you give it? Do you give it like you know a month? Are we talking All Star break? By by the All Star break, the Yankees will be in second place. Who will be in first? The Red Sox? The Red Sox, baby. Of course. All right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, will it turn around for the Yankees? I, I you know. Obviously, I, I'm still holding out hope. I, I keep saying baseball is a weird game, and it's very early. I keep referencing how the Nationals lost their first 20 games of the season and won the World Series in 2019, how the 96 Yankees had a terrible start and ended up winning the World Series that year. Um, there's so many things that can happen in this game. There's 162 games. It is a marathon and a half. Um, so, you know, if a teams if teams are sprinting right now, that's good. Uh, the Yankees have usually started off hot over the last couple of years, so it could just be that we're not used to it. I will say those fans that were in attendance last night that were throwing baseballs onto the field in disgust, don't do that. That's, that's, that's just ridiculous. Like, stop. Yeah, it, no. Please. You're all like, children. That, yeah, literally. Like, why don't have a temper tantrum because Yankees suck. If, if you want to show – do, do this. Start a podcast with Clovercrest Media. Come voice right. your concerns with the Yankees. Go on Twitter. Go on Instagram. Don't buy tickets. Look at the Rays. Look at the Rays three years ago. No, they were like, you guys suck. We're not going to your games. Like, that's yep. that's that's how you do it, okay? Um, don't don't throw stuff on the field because you could hurt someone. That's just stupid. Um, but will it turn around for the Yankees? Yes. Obviously, I'm going to stick with that. And when? I I think we got to give, Yan- give, give the Yankees one more month. I think in a month, they're going to start figuring out uh, what they need to do. They're going to start hitting their stride. There's going to be a, like, there were two errors in the game last night. Last, last night's game was ugly. I think they're going to finally get more comfortable as a team. They're going to finally get more comfortable in their spots in the lineup. Um, so I think, yes, I think give the Yankees a month and they'll start turning it around. And by the all-star break, I, I'll say that the Yankees will have a comfortable cushion at the top of the L East. Very nice. I don't know if that's the case, but sure. I mean, I mean you made it sound convincing. <laughs> well obviously i'm not gonna be like yeah you know maybe we will um <laughs> but no so i'm hopeful uh it's still baseball season looking forward to today's games and speaking of today's games go Sox, baby quick rundown of what's going on if you're a Sox fan obviously you're excited right now so please enjoy your moment here moment. uh 
the, the Yankees are playing the Rays at 105 with Glass now going for the A's and Montgomery going for the Yankees. That's a pitching matchup and a half right there. Glass now is probably going to trounce us, just a warning to the Yankee fans. Uh, let's see. The Sox are playing. Ooh, the Sox got the White Sox. Red versus White here. I love it. Yeah, uh, we got a few, a bunch of big matchups here. Turf War. We have um, uh, Crease taking up Pavita for the Red Sox. That's going to be a good matchup, too, with their ERAs and their records at 405 in Boston. The Mets are playing a doubleheader today because they got postponed yesterday. They're in Colorado and there was snow. Ooh. Um, craziness so the Mets have DeGrom going today versus Gonzalez on the uh the Rockies at 510 and then just after that uh, there will be um Lucchesi for the um Lucchesi for the Mets going up against Marquez for the Rockies Ooh. and then the Dodgers are facing off again today against the Padres at 8 this is another instant classic I'm going to watch this game. I'm, I'm going to watch tonight. Watch the Dodgers Padres <laughs> tonight at 8 o'clock. All the other games should be over by then because they're playing in um in uh, San Diego. And the pitching matchup tonight, Clayton Kershaw versus Yu Darvish. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. Turn that one on. That's probably going to be the game of the night again, just like it was last night. Check that out. And don't forget, if you love podcasts, visit CloverCrestMedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. There are 28 shows on the hashtag CMG Network. And if you don't find one you like, you can start one of your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 per month. Clovercrestmedia.com is the website to visit. Make sure to check it out and tell your friends all about it. You can visit Clovercrestmedia.com and click on the link for the latest on your favorite CMG Sports podcast, as well as blogs, videos, and latest information. And with that being said, that over there is Tyler Bard. I'm Noah Cross, and this was Baseball with the Bard. Baseball with the bar.